teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and this is my co-host Kirsty Logan. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so today we are talking about Teacher's Pet by Richie Tankersley Cusick which is from 1991. Good year. Always a good year. Now Heather tell me about this book. Um, we've got a fantastic visual representation of the darkness of the book in <sighs> Everyone's favourite, the black cat, mm-hmm. in front of um, a chalkboard, which never appears in the book. No, that's true. Nobody no. at any point writes on or mentions a chalkboard. Still. And uh, I'll mention the tagline, <laughs> look what the cat dragged in. And I'm going to say, it never is really explained what the cat, what, what dragged, what the cat in. dragged in. <laughs> I think we need to go one step further because I need to read the prologue. prologue. So there's a prologue. So this is the prologue which I can't help doing in a kind of campy Vincent Price type voice. Are you ready? And so it ends, William, at last. I've never seen a dead body this close, at least not one, still so warm. And you made it so easy for me too. By the time you heard me coming, it was already too late. Just that sound you made when the axe came down here and here. Again and again. Now there's just that strange look on your face. Surprise. (laughs) Yes. Surprise. Surprise in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Which then sounds like it's going to go on to um, a mid-90s British TV talent show. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Like a little theme tune. Beep, 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 beep. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Surprising <laughs> your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't um, know what that was. But... It doesn't go on to that, unfortunately. What it actually goes on to is that we meet Kate. Kate Rawlins. She has got green eyes and short auburn hair. And she wants to be a horror writer. And we also meet Miss Bunston, who, not surprisingly, based on her name, is fat. And that's her entire personality, is fat. And sort of gumpy, if that makes sense. Like, she sort of gumps <laughs> everywhere. I think I may have made that up. She sort of gumps around doing silly things. Yeah. Because she's fat. Yes. You know, in inverted commas. That's she's her entire personality. Fat comedy. Yes, she is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so she also weirdly talks like a camp southern man she says oh my dear boy (laughs) things like that she's so she's like as if she's taking the piss out of tennessee williams is how i imagine her um not surprisingly she writes romance of course she must because she's fat she's a frivolous woman (laughs) what else did they write a mere woman (laughs) anyway so uh yeah that's not great characterization um and we meet them on the platform of a train station because they are going to a writer's conference um, and their lift is late. The person who is going to come and pick them up, take them to this writer's conference, is running late. Now Kate bumps, literally bumps into Pierce Cronin, which I can't help hearing as Pierce Brosnan. Surely not just me. Or Pierce Cronut. 
I did not think of that. <laughs> Which makes him a lot less scary and a lot more delicious. See, now I'm picturing him as Pierce Brosnan eating a cronut. <laughs> or with a cronut head. Yeah. Which is where I went. The entire oh, giant yeah. cronut instead of his face. That does make the story more interesting. And it could be an improvement, visually, depending how you feel about Pierce Brosnan. I mean, I was thinking, is that on purpose? Because this is from 91. Pierce Brosnan was, he was a thing in 91, wasn't, wasn't he? Wasn't he Bond? Was he Bond was he? I think he might have been. Because I, me- I only remember him from Mrs. Doubtfire. But that was around... Oh my god, who even... in the? I wouldn't have even thought of that as a Pierce Brosnan movie. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I mean, I've got Bond and Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia's way later. Yeah. But, but they're the Bond, only two I think roles I can think Bond of. around then. So maybe that was on purpose. Maybe we're meant to picture Pierce Brosnan. Um, with a cronut head. Double O delicious. <laughs> oh my god, did you prepare that? I did not. <laughs> okay, so he's tall... He's got hair and eyes. Are you ready? Black as smoke. (laughs) They've always got black eyes. I don't... I've very rarely met a white person with black eyes. Yeah. Black as death is another one they use. Ooh. Yeah. That's weird. That is creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. I think white eyes would be creepier than black. (gasps) Completely white. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Like, no colour in Mm. them. That would be strange. Um, Anyway, so we meet him. Yeah, she literally bumps into him, which, again, not a thing... That no. I think I've ever done in my life, like f- like full on bodily bump into someone. Um, he gives Kate the creeps, and uh, that is expanded on repeatedly throughout the book, which we will find out. Um, Pierce says that William Drew, the hotshot writer who's meant to be doing the lectures at the writing retreat, he's not there yet, and he probably won't be. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like. Um, that's based on a real person. Stephen King. Do you think... But then Stephen King's famously a nice guy. Yeah, but this is from 91, when Stephen King was an alcoholic. Oh, good point. And a drug addict. Yes, because... Although I don't know if people knew that at the time. I don't Mm. know if kind of he confessed it later. Because we hear that William Drew is, like, very famous, very well-respected, but he is an alcoholic and is quite unreliable. I don't know if that was true. Was true of Stephen King at the time. Yeah. I wonder what the timeline is for that, because he did have... He said he couldn't even remember writing one of his books, yeah. didn't he? And even if people didn't know he was an alcoholic, I imagine he might have been a bit unreliable Maybe. during that time as well. Interesting. And I mean, I'm just thinking of the timeline. He was very famous at the time. Yeah. So I think... I do think it's meant to be based on him. Maybe. Uh, in my opinion. Um, oh, <laughs> the other thing that Pierce says is don't wander off the trails into the woods because, quote, things, dot, 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 anything, dot, 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 could happen. Would you ever say that to a person? <laughs> I'd be like, don't go down that alley, Kirsty, because you could get murdered. Not there's bears. anything. Could happen. Well, also, who would say that you would get murdered? Like, who gets murdered in the woods? I mean, famously, people. <laughs> Do they? In films. But if in films, not in real. You know <laughs> this real. is a fiction book. <laughs> well, oh, okay then. Okay, fair enough. I understand. We're, we're in this kind of, like, meta horror yeah. movie. Because I imagine we're in, like, the woods from um, Friday the 13th. Ah. We're not in, like, real woods. We're in horror movie woods. This whole thing is quite meta, isn't it? Because it's sort of playing with um, the boundaries between real and fictional horror in a fictional book, I think. Are you giving it too much credit? Again, yes, I probably (laughs) am, yeah. Because you're trying to make it be clever. 
I'm also trying to, because we've both been on writing retreats in the last year, mm-hmm. and you were writing horror stories. Mm. And she woods. says a lot of things that I was like, oh, that's Kirsty. That's a Kirsty line. <laughs> <laughs> really? And you lost your mind a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I got a bit scared of things that were or were not there. It's not so much that I lost my mind in that I thought that there was a mad accident in the woods. It's more that I was like, who am I? What am I doing? Have I made a terrible career decision? It was more... That's the follow-up. Boring than that. That's teacher's pet too. <laughs> yeah, where, the she, petting. where she has a... Um, self-confidence meltdown meltdown. (laughs) yeah it was more not maybe not as exciting for a horror for a horror novel to be doing that um anyway so then kate goes to a kind of welcome party um and she falls asleep in a chair and we meet denzel doyle now we're still only on page six by the way we're still very early on in the book but i have to read you this how we meet denzel kate stared hard Oh, so his face has begun to appear. Kate stared hard at the thick lenses and the oversized eyes. The leaves stirred and a face came into focus. Then a wide boyish grin. And last of all, a head of curly brown hair crowned with a cowboy hat. So she sees him appear out of a plant, but weirdly, like, literally bit by bit, as if he's the Cheshire Cat. Which I imagine as the exact reverse of that famous Homer Simpson gif where he's going into the <laughs> hedge. But it, but but the it other literally way. describes his features as, like, coming into focus one by one, which is... Very strange. That's weird. Yeah. And then she also says, Psst, hissed a voice that seemed to belong to the eyes. Now, <laughs> I don't believe that's where voices come from. They're not. They don't. Your features and things don't belong to each other. Well, what a strange mm, bit of writing. It is very strange, isn't it? It's weird, this book, because there are some really bits of terrible dialogue and writing in there, but it is overall quite good. It's just really bonkers overall. Mm. It's like, if you can't get bored, because as soon as your mind starts wandering, it's like, no, here's a batshit thing! Have we said what this character's name is yet? Denzel. Denzel Doyle. Yeah. Did you not think of Dwayne Dibley? Yes, <laughs> Immediately. I did. I did. <laughs> and he's dressed like a total loser as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, terrible. He, I mean, as we will see, he is the physical embodiment of friend zone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So dude. badly. He's oh, a bad, man. bad friend zone. Anyway, here we go. So we've met Denzel Doyle. Um, oh, yeah, also he... She wakes up because he pinches her. So mm. picture this. You fall asleep in a chair. Someone through a plant pinches you and then slowly comes into focus and is wearing a cowboy hat. And it's called Denzel Doyle. It's called Denzel Doyle. This is page six. Maybe we're misreading this book. Maybe all of this is a fever dream that she's having. That would make it much better. Yeah. I think. Also, don't be. pinch a person. I know. Prod. Who does that? Give a little shake. Who pinches? Pinches. What a bitch. (laughs) Denzel, you bitch. So anyway, Denzel, he wears a cowboy hat. He is a playwright and he calls her little lady. One (laughs) of many of the sexisms that occur in this book. I've made a list. We'll get to that a bit later. Oh my God. Maybe this is going to come later, but do we think Denzel Doyle is a men's rights activist? Oh, I don't even (laughs) think he's got the... Cajones, to be honest. Yeah. You've got, like, it's a terrible ideology, but you've got to commit. Whereas I feel like Denzel, he's just like a 
rubber ball of a person. Mm. He's just, I don't know what he is. He's a strange character. It's almost as if he's a poorly written character. <laughs> One may I say. I can't get a hold on this completely two-dimensional person <laughs> you've written. Mm, I that is. It's almost like he's not a real person. <laughs> so anyway, Denzel introduces Kate to Tawny. Oh. So Tawny, apparently that's a real name. Tawny has got long, frosted hair. Which I picture as meaning, like, has ice on it, but I don't think that's what it means. Bleach blonde at the ends? Like, if you had frosted tips in the 90s, it was the spiky boy band hair with bleached ends, wasn't it? Oh, so it's like a a really pale blonde dyed hair. But only at the ends? Maybe that's that's what frosted means. I don't know. Also, what's what's with the owls? Because he's described somewhat owl-like, in owlish glasses, and she's got an owl name. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Why, why, why birds? I don't know. Weirdly, I pictured her as like Goldie Horn. Oh, that improves her. Like I'm horny, Goldie. I can I see. Know. I can see where you've gone. Yeah. So I'm imagining this is a film with Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and Goldie Horn for some reason. I would watch that. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. anything with Goldie Horn. <laughs> um, anyway, so Tony's a poet. She quite literally walks into walls and speaks in rhyme. Quite often. Oh, does she? I didn't notice that. Yeah, I... That's a weird red herring. This, a, this is a weird thing that point horror writers seem to have, in that they think that writers um, can only do in real life the things that they do as a job. So <laughs> they it's come up in other books before, and it comes up later in this one, about writers being liars. Mm. As if writing is lying. And also that if you're a poet, you can only really speak in rhyme a lot of the time. Oh, no, I did it! <gasps> I'm a poet and I don't know it. Oh, no! <laughs> That's true. But remember the last time that came up was also in a Richie Tanker's Cusick book. So do you think she's, she's a working pathological through some issues? Maybe. <laughs> and she wants it to be excused. Or she's just working through some shit. Richie, do reach out. We can help you. It's okay. It's I mean, okay. this was in 91, so she's either dealt with it or not by now. Yeah, you probably don't get in touch. Richie, we can't yeah. do anything for you. <laughs> this has been going on for too long. It's way out of our yeah. experience. <laughs> get professional help on except who you are. Or maybe maybe you dealt with it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the book's helped. Yeah. Maybe you're now a great liar or not a liar at all yeah just cannot lie <laughs> harshly truthful I mean, in every I situation I don't know <laughs> anyway so Tony not only she's the whitest person ever because she also waves at people all the time um, just if she spots Kate she waves she waves <laughs> at them oh my god why are they waving yeah. she's such an idiot she's too stupid to be real yeah and some of the dialogue that she's given is really bad. Like, things you could never get wrong as a human being with a functioning brain cell. You know what I mean? Like, when he says something about, um, well, give it to the starving children, and she says, oh, do you know some? Yeah. What is that? that? That's not funny. That's not stupid enough to be interesting. Do you know what I mean? It's just bad dialogue. It just doesn't... It's like she's doing... This is why, for a long time, I thought she was the murderer, because I'm like... Nobody is this dumb. She's mm. doing it on purpose. She's trying to look like a moron so we don't suspect her. Because it'll be things like someone will say, um, oh, pass me that tray. And she'll like take the things off the tray and pass only the tray. Yeah. Stuff like that that you're like, nobody would do that. Oh, she puts so much washing stuff in the dishwasher <sighs> that the entire place floods. 
Or doesn't she set a fire with some muffins once? Yeah. I don't even think that's possible. <laughs> like, they don't make ovens that will just set on set fire. On fire. Well, and I don't believe they did even in the 90s. Well, that's why I thought she must be. She's actually she's a, a super plant. genius. She's a plant. She's doing this on purpose. But anyway, we'll find out if she's the murderer, won't we? Um, so then we find out that William Drew, yeah, he's an alcoholic. He lives in the woods. He's antisocial. Standard writing tropes. I just feel like there are some issues going on with the kind of writing identity. I feel attacked. Yeah. I'm quite a nice person. I feel like that was a subtweet. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, why do you hate us? Why? why? What do we do? What do we do to you? Anyway, then we're introduced to creep number one, which is that the cat, who is called Pet, Pet. is found licking a bin bag that's leaking blood. Which we never find out what that is. And I don't want to spoil. Later on, we'll perhaps discuss what that might have been. But yeah, they sort of go, oh, it must be a bit of meat. But they work in the kitchen, so wouldn't they know if like a huge quant, a bin bag full of meat had been thrown away? Thrown away for no reason. Or did they think it's a car? Did they get an entire cow in and then these interns are like volunteers but are supposed to butcher the entire thing and then cook it for the I don't, I don't know I would be quite concerned if I saw a leaking bin bag on your street yeah I don't like on my... actual blood <laughs> yeah leaking out of it I mean we have a food bin and I've never seen it bleed yeah mm. lots of flies but anyway we never find out what it is no one ever mentions it again and they don't seem to be that concerned. They don't seem that bothered. I feel like you would... Uh, why wouldn't you look in the bag? Call a grown-up. Yeah. Just look at it. Look inside it. Yeah. Anyway, that would be too sensible. The next day, it's the first lecture. William Drew is still missing. Mm. So it's his brother, Gideon. Gideon is wearing a pocket watch, jeans, and, quote, a bulky knit sweater, the exact colour... Of his violet eyes. Oh, I hate Awful. Him. Violet eyes? Violet eyes. See, that's creepier than black, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with your eyes, mate? It's also weird in this book, they always mention people's eye colour. I basically never notice people's eye colour, really, unless they're very, very unusual. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to say what yours were if I wasn't looking straight at you. No. They're blue. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's Gideon. Um, he is actually the worst. Sorry, can I just yeah, go back please, to this for a second? Please, let's talk about Gideon. He's wearing jeans and a bulky knit sweater, like a cable knit. No, that's so 90s, though. That is very 90s. The exact colour of his eyes. If my eyes were violet, I would just be like, I can't wear any violet clothing, because it would seem mm. psychopathic. He's done it on purpose. I often find myself wearing trousers the exact same colour as my hair. Mmm... But I've dyed that hair, and I do con- it does concern me, so I wouldn't... I have to be wearing something else that breaks up the colour, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a white t-shirt. I would never wear a jumper the exact same colour as my eyes. Especially not a cable knit one. No, that is kind of weird, isn't it? He's not coming across as attractive to me, yet he's the most attractive thing she has ever seen. With his curly hair. Sorry, his light brown hair. Falling stubbornly over his forehead. Oh, stubbornly. And he absentmindedly swiped it with one hand. Mm. 
I just hate him. I hate him. He's definitely other. He's not meatloaf at oh, all. Oh no, he's not meatloaf. He's not even a bit meat. Clearly, Pierce is meatloaf. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Can I just point out that I said this to my partner about some other random person outside of the context of this podcast, and I said, "Oh, he's um, he's a total meatloaf," and he sort of looked at me and then went, "Did you mean to say beefcake?" Oh no! <laughs> said, no, that's cute. No, listen to the podcast. You'll get it. Oh, bless him. <laughs> so, can I read you a bit about Gideon? Um, because I feel like oh, I just I need to dwell on him for a moment because when I'm saying that he's the worst I'm not just saying that for fun here we go this is him giving his lecture he's talking about fear so he says I love autumn I love children and animals and kindnesses make me cry as every eye settled on him in unspoken empathy I mean <laughs> no they wouldn't if I was in a lecture and someone said kindnesses make me cry I would be like what the fuck are you Get talking out. about <laughs> what kind of fucking writer are you and then this he gets better so he then sees kate and like gloms onto her can't stop staring at her the whole time which is creepy which is fucking creepy and then he says you're wondering if i'm a murderer you're wondering if i'm a compulsive liar you're wondering and his eyes slid over kate if i'm going to kill you too what? I would never think those things. Can you imagine about... your fucking lecturer said that? You'd be like, no, in... I didn't think that. One, inappropriate. Two, can I have a different grown up? <laughs> this grown up's broken. <laughs> How do I file a formal complaint? <laughs> this is not okay. I'm a th- would you ever? I don't think anyone's trying to murder me. No, why ever. would you think that? No. Unless, well, maybe if they're kind of coming at you with a knife saying, I am going to kill you, then I... you'd be like, probably are. My issues about accepting situations, I'd probably be like, no, nah, they're probably just. Stretching just with a, a knife. Jo- they're just joking. Yeah. They're just in an R.L. Stein book. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to the end of the chapter. <laughs> Wholly inappropriate. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that is, by the way, just step one of what a bad grown-up he is. Yes. Awful. We're going to get into him. Oh, he's just... I just don't like him. He's so massively inappropriate because he also later says to her, this Kate, by the way, who is a teenage girl... How old is she? Just 17? Met. 17. 18. She's not 18, because why would she come with a teacher if she was 18? Yeah. She's got to be under 18. 16, 17. Yeah. And so he says to her the next day, I noticed you last night. I was hoping you'd be in my class. Can you fucking imagine? Ooh. If your teacher said that to you. Oh, where's sexual assault panda? We need him. We need <laughs> him. That's off. That's so wrong. Actually, that makes me feel a bit sick. It's really horrible. Like, yeah. I don't... Maybe this was considered appropriate in the 90s you would not get away with that shit now and you know what even if even if you were first year of uni and this was like a postgrad who was teaching you so they that would make them 20 well yeah because they say he's like 24 i think that's still even wrong still there's when you're 18 six years is a really big gap mm-hmm. or if you're 16 eight years is a huge gap and uh illegal yeah <laughs> mm, is this statutory rape territory i think it is i mean it's at best, inappropriate. Mm, yeah. It's gross. It's really gross. Luckily, Pierce then interrupts their little tete-a-tete, and then Gideon just thinks he'll dig in further, because he's not been a gross bastard enough already, so he says to Kate, I look forward to teaching you quite a lot about fear. And I loved that. Because <laughs> can you imagine any tutor saying that to you? Like, well, Kirsty. I look forward to teaching you a lot about philosophy. 
<laughs> looking forward to teaching you a lot about engineering. It's just a very... It's we weird. know why you're there. Don't say the name of the subject. It's and also, just, just the thing about fear, though, he's basically said, you're super hot, I fancied you as soon as I saw you, now I really want to scare you. I mean, Back this is away. a recurring thing in Point Horror that, like, women like men who are apparently going to murder them. Yeah. Oh, oh, it makes me feel gross. Really, really gross. Yeah, I really don't like him. However, then we're back to Denzel. You know, because we've had one example of terrible men. Here's another example. (laughs) We're back to Denzel. He teases her that she's, you know, the teacher's pet. Oh, look, doesn't Gideon love you so much? Um, He is well and truly friend-zoned. Yeah. She's not ever touching that D. No. Denzel D? No. Quite the... Oh. Yeah. So far in this book. Well... I think we need to go into that later. Why the fuck does everyone fancy her? What's so yeah. great about her? She seems because so bland. She's so beautiful. We're told. She's so beautiful. She cannot help this. She is so beautiful. And she's so talented as a writer. I mean, the one good thing that happens in this book is that we never actually see any examples of her writing. Yeah. Therefore, we can believe that she's an incredible writer because we don't ever actually see anything. I don't believe it because she's a teenager. I know, and you can have a lot of potential... But you're not going to be incredible because you've not had the time to work on it. Yeah, like, I'm sure you got told as a teenager that you had potential. Yeah, and I was, like, good for a 16-year-old. Mm. But, I mean, when I look back at it now, I'm like, Jesus it's Christ. terrible. You're like, you can see a bit of potential, but it's not good. No. It's certainly not so good that it frightens you. <laughs> oh my god, we need to get into that. So, yeah. He, yeah, he says that, doesn't he? He does. You're so... What is it you're so talented that it frightens It frightens me. him. Can you imagine if I said that? Because we met and I was mentoring you as a writer. And if I had said that to you, you would be like, let's not have another session. I would have been emailing someone <laughs> and saying, one, I think Kirsty needs some help. And two, I no longer want to go on with this mentoring. Yeah. Because that's just weird. Because it's just creepy. Also, what level of talent would you have to have to make it actually genuinely scary? Because what's scary about it? What's scary? I mean, is he jealous? Is he... What? How can you be scared? You would use that, I would say, like, oh, this book, you know, um, Lincoln and the Bardo, for instance, I would say it's scarily good. Like, I don't know how a person has achieved this. It is so good. But I wouldn't be actually scared by it. Mm. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, this book is so good, I'm genuinely terrified, you know? Yeah, and you, I guess you don't really mean it literally as well. No. You, you wouldn't. I feel like he does. Yeah. And that was what makes it weird. He's weird. He's creepy. Like anyway, so then... Denzel, while he's being friend-zoned, tells her about Miriam, who fancied Gideon last year, but disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) And then they say that they think it was suicide, even though all of her possessions were gone, and apparently there was no body, so you're like, why? Why would it be suicide? suicide? You've got no evidence, it could be anything. And also there's no mention of any kind of an investigation or anything. She could have been carried off by a wolf. I know. It's just as likely. Could have been... Why don't they... Anything. If, if someone went missing and then a bleeding garbage bag showed up, <laughs> wouldn't you think, wait, I mean, that totally could be Miriam. Yeah, but they don't even look in they the bag. They don't even look. They don't look. Oh, fucking... This is another in the point horror trope of people dying and then other people being unconcerned immediately. Yes. Like, Which oh, she's odd. dead. She went, she's dead now. That, we need we, to get over we, it. We, we <laughs> must never talk about it it's again. It's done. It's done. That Apart was yesterday's to creep news. out new people who come to this area, then we can talk about it. Yeah. We can never try and look for them or find a perpetrator. It was like in, was it in The Lifeguard? Or the other beach one that I've already merged together in my head. That 
it was like, oh, some girls died last year. That was weird, wasn't I it? I forgot about that. And you're like, did you? Did you really? Because <laughs> I think we would still be talking about it. I mean, I still remember a woman that was murdered in the park here about six years ago. Yeah. Anyway. Creep number two we have then. Pet, the cat. And we need to talk about this thing. So Pet brings Kate a glove, which she thinks has still got a hand inside it. And Tawny says, Pierce has gloves like that. Which, why is that suspicious? So either he put his own gloves on someone and then murdered them, or he secretly now only has one hand one because hand. he was wearing his glove and his hand got cut off. Oh, like, he had, what? or he previously had three, and he's lost one now. Three hands. Yeah, yeah and then now he's only cut got off. two hands. Because it would be, maybe it would be suspicious if it was like a dead hand holding, holding. the glove, yeah. but the hand is wearing the glove. Also, you would take the glove out of the hand if you'd just cut it off, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think I would. I yeah, this this is a really bad... I don't know why that's meant to be suspicious. The whole glove thing is strange. <laughs> I don't really get why it's there. It, no. The cat is only there so they can call the book teacher's pet. Yes. <laughs> really. And that, so she can drag things in that are useful to the plot. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Although it would have been way creepier if, like, one of the characters had been licking the blood out of the bag. Mm. Like, Tawny. Or if the cat was a murderer. Yeah, that would be better. Let's, Let's write just both those books. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's so much plot to get through in this. Um, oh, all sorry. Of it inconsequential. Can I just point out that um, when Denzel Doyle is being jealous about her having like a workshop meeting with Gideon Drew, he says this amazing phrase: "Critique today, kiss tomorrow." Oh. And which I'm, you know. I mean, we're workshopping uh, a book of yours later today, aren't we, Kirsty? <laughs> and then tomorrow we are all having an orgy. So well, yeah. Yeah, that, that is how it goes. That's yeah, how it goes. That's so totally it's how it goes. pretty accurate. Completely actually. accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then, speaking of lesbian subtext, <laughs> <laughs> so then Kate and Tawny go swimming. Tawny, out of nowhere, says, Hey, this is a private beach. Do you want to skinny dip? Do people do that? Am I just such a prude that I feel like if I was going swimming with someone that I met yesterday and they suggested skinny dipping, I would be like, well, they want to see my tits. Yeah, they want to definitely see me naked. I have gone skinny dipping, but it's been with close friends or a larger group. Yeah. I would, yeah, it is creepy to be like, you want to just get, you want to just get naked? Mm -hmm. Like, mm, in this incredibly sheltered cove. And also why? You've already got a swimsuit on. Mm-hmm. You would, like, skinny dip if you're like, I want to go swimming, but I haven't brought anything. I mean, she's a definite lesbian. Yeah. We can, yeah. She's not really interested in any of the guys. No. And the first opportunity she gets to make Kate take her clothes off, she does. Yes. And Kate does it. She's, yeah, another person that apparently fancies Kate for no apparent reason. Maybe they have sex, because, um, they sort of, it never really tells us what they actually do. Oh, yeah. In the water, doesn't it? Just kind of skips to later. Yeah. Taking my clothes off. Oh, I love how free I feel this way. Come on, Kate. No one will see us. That's wholly gay. And then they sort of... It, it tells us that they get into the water. And then they sort of do some stuff. Mm. What is that stuff? I wonder. I think we know. Yes, I think we do. <laughs> so then, creep number three after the um, off-screen lesbian sex, apparently... So they see Kate sees a figure on the shore raising an axe, and then it turns out that her clothes have been chopped up. Uh, and then we find out that Pierce is always chopping wood. Apparently, why would you chop clothes with a knife? Uh, with an, an axe? axe? Because that would be really difficult. 
and just doesn't scissors. Also, they're on a sandy beach. I feel like that wouldn't. Am I misunderstanding axes? I feel like if you if there was a pile of clothes on sand and you hit them with an axe, it would just push, push them the clothes into down the sand. into the sand. Yeah, it's not an appropriate weapon. <laughs> it's not at all. Knife better. Scissors perfect. Scissors are ideal. Yeah, material scissors. Yes. Particularly. Not ones that are made out of material, but <laughs> ones that are made to cut material. Yeah. Mm. This killer has not thought this through. And also, why would you ever just hack up someone's clothes? It, actually, knowing how the book ends, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Just why do it? It's just Why petty. do any of this? Just leave our clothes alone. I don't fucking know. Anyway. Buy new clothes now. So then Denzel appears, Kate borrows his shirt. So... And I feel like we need to talk about this because so she gets lost in the woods and then she finds this gothy house and also finds Rowena, who is dressed all in black and speaks in rhyme. And they have like this big long conversation. But I just feel like, see if I was wearing a shirt, like a man's shirt would only go to like the very top of my thigh. Unless Kate's very short. Mm. It's not going to go much. And she's got no pants on. I'm like... I don't think I would go wandering in the woods with no pants on. No, and we've been told that she cannot be seen by everyone else because she will be mortified. Yeah. So why would you go meandering off into the woods to meet some strange bint? I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like I would just feel very exposed with no knickers on wandering in the woods. It's because she can't get in, isn't it? So then she goes for a wander. Yeah, but... I would just mainly stay by the, by the cabin. Yeah, just chill by the cabin for a bit. Until Miss Bunston comes back. Or just break the fucking window. Yeah, get in. Or go and say, hey, do you mind if I borrow some pants? To literally anyone. Yeah. I don't... They don't make any sense. Anyway. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so they get back, um... And then Denzel and Tawny say that Pierce has got keys to all the cabins. And I feel like, okay, we get it. We fucking get it, Richie. You really want us to think that it's Pierce. I just think that's good management. I mean, why wouldn't she have keys? And also, like, why doesn't... If she's lost her key, why doesn't she ask him to go and get another key cut or to borrow the spare key? Yeah. She's a fucking idiot. She very much is, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pierce gets better. So we've already... We've been very much led to think that Pierce is the killer. So then we see Pierce outside leaning. And then we see Pierce inside leaning. (gasps) The murderer's lean. Apparently. Or sexy guys lean? I don't really know. Um, and then later we see, as if it couldn't get weirder, we see Pierce, picture this, create this mental image. We see Pierce sitting in the dark, lighting matches and then dropping them one by one. What the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, I think I've done this because I very much like the smell of matches. But not Are you Pierce? as an adult. I am Pierce <laughs> Cronut. <laughs> Delicious Bond villain. Villain? Delicious Bond. Bond villain. I've never seen the Bond movies. He could be a bad guy, I'm pretty sure he is. But yeah, that's weird. I don't think I've done it since I was about 14. No, it's it's weird. It's it's like a comic he's like a comic book villain. Yeah. Like a bad comic book villain. Just a waste of matches. I know. And they're in the woods. It's dangerous. Well, that's, and all log cabins. Yeah. It's just irresponsible. It's just stupid. This man should not be in charge. No. No, he shouldn't. Especially not given what happens later on. Anyway, then... Oh, God, Gideon gets fucking worse, if that was even possible. So Kate has her critique session with Gideon. He says he doesn't like William, who's his brother, just as a reminder, and that he wrote William's 
famous novel and that William blackmailed him into publishing it under William's name. Oh. Right? Also, he says Kate's pretty. <sighs> anyway, then he suggests that they go for a walk. Quote, he winked. I know trails you wouldn't even dream of. Keep it in your fucking pants, you violet-eyed perv. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I One of my favourite bits here is when uh, they're having a kiss because they kiss. Mm-hmm. And isn't that completely fine and appropriate to hey. be making out with your tutor? Okay. Anyway, they have to stop because of... Um, Something occurs. What occurs? Oh, some bollocks. Oh, I can tell you what it is. <laughs> they find a glove. Another glove. And then Gideon panics, which I picture is him picking up the glove and going, ah! <laughs> and running away. <laughs> Although he does say this great um, carry-on camping phrase, something has come up. I'm Ooh. sure it has, Gideon. It's so While you're kissing this child, you creep. <laughs> Oh, something's come up. Blech. Something has come up. I'm sorry, I must go. Something has come up. Oh, yes. And we all know where says, you're going. He also says, anything could happen in here. Anything. And no one would ever know. Why is he such a freak? Well, just leave not everyone sexy. alone. It's not sexy. It's really not sexy. It's gross. <sighs> oh, I don't like him. Anyway, um, so then Kate gets back to the cabin... And then she goes to her bathroom, and here's what happens. Blood. Blood was everywhere, dot, dot, dot. Splattered on the walls, dot, dot, dot. The tile, dot, dot, dot. Dripping from the sink, dot, dot, dot. Smeared in wide, greasy arcs across the floor, dot, dot, dot. Anyway, there's blood. There's literally blood. Like, thick, clotted, claggy blood. Everywhere. Uh, Do they do anything about it? Do they phone the police? No. 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 It's probably... Uh, just someone's killed an animal in there, Kirsty. It's probably that. So that's not a thing you have to be concerned about at all. They've just put the blood that they got when they butchered the cow, apparently. And then just taken just... it away. And then <laughs> just only put it in her room. But she'll stay in that room. Because it's fine. Why wouldn't you move? <laughs> I mean, even if it's a prank, like, that's pretty extreme. That's pretty extreme. Blood stains. Also stinks. Yeah. Don't do that. Surround just, wrap the toilet, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't smear someone's entire cabin with blood. And, like, that's a lot of blood. Where are you going to get that much blood from? Think about when you were on your retreat on the west coast of Scotland, Kirsty. If It's quite dark and creepy there. Yeah. And it, there's a little bit of woodland. If I had gone into my cabin to find it smeared in blood, I couldn't have got out there quick enough. No. I would no. have. I would have run. If I found even, like, a drop of blood, because I would be like, someone's been in here. Yeah. When I'm not bleeding. bleeding. Yeah. And not just bleeding. Smearing it all over the place. If I found anything smeared all over my cabin, I would have left. I would have run away while phoning the police. Yeah, and screaming. Like, even if it's a joke, someone has access to your living quarters when you're not there. Mm, and they're doing weird shit inside. Yeah. So at no point do they do anything. No, or even, I guess they get it cleaned up. I mean, do they? I mean, would you do that? Also, no one was like, oh, I wonder if Miss Bunston's okay. Maybe she's been murdered. No one even mentioned she's her. She's fat, who cares? She, could, she couldn't probably get up there because she's so fat. Clearly. That's the thing about her. Oh, because, yeah, she goes always falling over and just... Oh, oh God, falls, I hate this character. Falls into poison ivy, doesn't she, and swells up twice her size. Of course she does. Of course she does. Because what... she's fat and so she's useless, apparently. <laughs> oh, Okay, then. 
this is where we get even creepier with Gideon. I feel like I keep reaching a point where I'm like, he can't get creepier. And then oh, he, he does. Can. Yeah. He can. So this is the point where he <laughs> he reaches out slowly and touches her hair. And that's when he says, you're really so extraordinary, you know. So extraordinary that it frightens me. Yeah, okay. Fuck off. Amazing. Fuck off. <laughs> so he's a creep. And then she goes walking in the woods for inspiration, even though someone's thrown blood all around in her bathroom car. She's so stupid. And then we see Pierce, who's creepy, at her, and then steps in a bear trap. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's because she's been sent on an assignment, is it? To find a creepy place and write about it. Yeah. And Which then... also, Gideon, you're like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Why are you sending her off to wander in the woods by yourself? Abandon the whole writing retreat, to be honest with you. It's gone wrong. There are people getting smeared in blood. The dude's gone missing. I mean, you need the money, but... You don't need that bad. You don't need it that badly. Don't send people to caves in that instance where bad things are happening. I know. Steps in a bear trap as well. Now, have we gone full Hanna-Barbera? I think so. I think... It does become a farce at the end, and this is when it tips over from, like, kind of believable-ish to, like, no. Also, bear trap. You're imagining the one that's like a mouth that closes, yeah. right? The big, sort of semicircular one that goes... Mm-hmm. He's kind of fine afterwards. Yeah, she just like opens it. And I'm like, if you could open it that easily, wouldn't, wouldn't bears... Wouldn't a bear open it? <laughs> Maybe they haven't got the manual dexterity necessary. They're very strong, To though. free themselves. I also feel like you'd at least lose your leg. You would. They're in a woodland. It must be quite far away from a hospital. Yeah, because if it's if it's strong enough to trap a bear, it must be have a lot of power in it, right? Mm, you would think so. Or maybe it's a cheap one like your mouse traps. Which can't... Yes, we've got mice. <laughs> and we tried getting a humane trap, and it's too smart to go in there. So we had to get real traps. And the traps are so cheap and bad that I put some peanut butter on there, went away for the weekend, and... I came back and the peanut butter had been removed and yet the trap had not trapped. <laughs> so Aww. maybe traps are really not as useful as we think. The mouse thinks that you are friends with it now and are leaving it treats. I do like the mouse. I'm fond of the mouse. Mm. Have you seen him scaring? I haven't seen him, oh. but I just like that he takes it peanut butter and then just leaves. Maybe he's actually Jerry. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's a real thing. Is he real? Also, anyway. we, should, we should mention that um, Pierce has technically saved her life at this point because she was going to go into the cave. Yeah. And he, despite telling Gideon to put the cave on the list of places that they could go, sort of forgot that there were snakes in it all the time. So he went in and <laughs> got rid of the snakes before anyone else got there, but also set the bear trap. Yeah. Mm. And then they kiss. Well, she, even worse, she kisses him. Mm. Why? She thinks he's a creep. Why would she kiss him? Because he's been caught in a bear trap and you have to make out with people if they've been caught oh, in a bear trap. Then Did you not deserve get the, it. Did you not get the PSA? No, That's, fuck. You have to do I've that. I've been trapping people in bear traps and not kissing them this They're probably time. all dead. They're probably God. all dead. And I could have saved them. Their blood is on your hands. Oh, well. At least their saliva's not in my mouth. No! <laughs> I mean, PS sounds gross. Let's be honest. Yeah. Why did she Awful. kiss him? I wouldn't kiss him. Weirdly, I kind of picture him as Richard Ramirez, because he's, like, tall. Who is this? Dark, the serial killer. Oh, I don't know of him. Um, that's weird that I do. Hmm. I'm a creep. Yeah, he's, like, tall, with dark hair and dark eyes, and women inexplicably fancy him. Well, I think he's dead now, but they did fancy him. And, like, when he was 
in prison, he was on the news, obviously, like, look, this man who raped old women and killed children, he's been arrested. And apparently loads of women were like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He was so sexy. He had loads of, like, women who were in love with him. We are taught to have such low standards as women, aren't we? That's just awful. You're like, yeah, he did rape this old woman. But he is a human man. He has got two eyes, two legs, two arms. I mean, score. Functioning penis. Yeah. That's all we need. That's all we're taught to aim for, really. I feel like I would prefer no eyes, no arms, no legs, but hadn't raped an old lady. Yeah, me too. I would prefer to be alone. Well, yeah. Than all the people of options. We really are also taught. Option. We really are taught as women to accept any man who will have us, yeah, as well, which sad, is really gross. Oh, this weird. This, this will come into the end of this book, but that also a man can earn you. Oh yeah. And then if he's done certain things, then hey, he's earned you. Mm. Got to go out with him now. Very problematic. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, the gender politics in Point Horror are never good, but I feel like they're particularly bad in this book. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. They really they come in super bad at the end that I'm like I can't believe that's actually happened but we'll get to that okay so then uh, she frees Pierce from the bear trap she finds finds this house in the woods which is a goth paradise basically everything's yeah. black it's basically like my ideal bedroom when I was a teenager um, dead it, flowers everywhere it's very much like Kat Von D's house because I mm. follow Kat Von D on Instagram and her entire wedding was red and black uh, and I mean entirely everything everything. So now I can't just help but think it's Kat Von D's bedroom. And she has a black garden with black plants in it. Because she's she committed. Read teacher's pet. I think she is this <laughs> character. She is Rowena. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so then Gadine appears. Um, we have some particularly awful dialogue, I have to say. Um, <laughs> my God. Gadine's face twisted. My God. He stood up slowly, one hand reaching out to her in slow motion. Wait, let me do that. Was that too slow? Do you need That's hand really slow? <laughs> you really need to go now, Kate. Forgive me, but I have a lesson plan to finish, and it's been a tiring day. <laughs> I mean, all right then. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, leave you alone now. While he's reaching out to her in slow motion. <laughs> what the fuck? Go. I've got a lesson planned to write. That's a really weirdly undramatic thing to say. In You're that. making it sound like he's coming in his pants. <laughs> oh god, I've got to <laughs> take the bins out. <laughs> oh god, something's come up. Something's, something's come up. <laughs> Leave. Anyway, so then after he's apparently come in his pants, we found out that Rowena is his sister who died in a fire last year. Um, she was apparently perfect, dressed in black all the time, and wrote amazing poems about death. She is Drusilla. Oh, yeah. From Buffy, isn't she? Or Wednesday Adams. Or, yeah, a combination of the two. Yeah, which is basically everything I wanted to be when I was a kid and I read this book. <clears throat> I wanted to be, like, goth Barbie. Yeah. She does it very well. Yeah. So that's, maybe that's why I like this book, because I was like, number one, I want to be a writer. Number two, I want to be super goth. Oh my god, I can be goth Barbie writer. I, yeah, exactly. So clearly that was why I liked it, because I can't think that I liked the fucking story or Kate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so then Gideon cancels the class to chop some logs in the forest. Of course. Okay. Um, he tells Kate that she's being targeted because she's the most talented. Mm. Now we need to talk about this, because I've taught quite a lot of classes by this point and I've got to tell you 
everyone thinks that they're the most talented. Oh, absolutely. No one ever looks at someone else in the class and says, they are more talented than me. They might think that person gets more attention than me, or that person produces more work than me, or why does why do people like their work more than mine, but nobody thinks that someone else is more talented than them. Never. Never, no. ever. Even when you get semi-successful. Yep. You might go, oh, they're brilliant, but you're like, but I'm also brilliant too. Yeah, and it's you. your envy is that they get more attention, or they win a prize, or they sell more books. It's not that they are more talented. Yeah. Ever. Never. Because if you didn't think you were talented, then you wouldn't bother trying to do this ridiculous job of being a writer. But she's just so brilliant, Kirsten. Well, she just, oh, she's so brilliant that people want to kill her and or fall in love with her. And it's frightening. It's fucking... Fright- it's frightening, frightening to me that so many people are in love with her when she is so basic. Well, I mean, can I just mention this point of dialogue? He actually says to her, it's not your fault that you're so beautiful. <laughs> so easy to fall in love with. Fuck off. Uh, is she talented? Maybe she's a shit writer and he just wants to get in her pants. I mean, we're not ever, We're not ever shown her writing. She's a teenager. He just wants, oh my God, he just wants to fuck her. She's not a good writer at no. all. <sighs> and Miss Bunston's just being nice to her. Yeah. Because she wants to go and she's a writer as well. And no one else actually reads her writing. Nope. Except him. Mm -mm. (sighs) Beware of tutors like this. I'm just going to say to the budding writer. Be very aware. Because if you're a beginner writer, you may have some natural talent and you may have a strong voice and you may have a way with words, but you are not going to be so talented it's frightening. Because it takes time. And we all want to hear that. So if someone's telling you that, they want to manipulate you, I'd say. I agree. Be suspicious, especially if they wear a fucking jumper the same colour as their fucking eyes. Or they lean a lot. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so then, because um, I don't know why this happens, plot, plot Mm -hmm. reasons. Plot reason. They do a horror scavenger hunt. Because apparently nobody's spread blood around in anybody's bathroom and there's no reason to be scared of anything. Okay, then. Don't go. (laughs) So it's based on riddles and they do this for a bit to fill up some pages in the book. And then... Kate wakes, spread-eagled and tied to a bed, with a mysterious figure setting their room on fire. That's very sexual as well, it's isn't it? It's very sexual. Spread-eagled. spread-eagled. What are you going to do? I know. I mean, we all know. I mean, yeah. She's having a lot of sex in this book. She off is. screen. Yeah, but mainly lesbian sex. Well, <laughs> Rowena. Yeah. Spread-eagled her. That's true. That's yeah. true. So now let's pause. Let's go through the suspects. So at this point, whoever's setting the fire in the room is the killer yeah well not even a killer because nobody's died William Drew well but we don't know for sure yet if he's died so here are the suspects we've got Gideon who apparently is a talented writer and chops wood all sweaty in the forest um also acts like a psycho maybe is gaslighting her we don't really know what's happening he's a possibility what do you think odds of him um I think it's too obvious if it's him yeah that's true could be Pierce, with his eyes as black as smoke. He leans a lot. He tells her not to go in the woods. <laughs> sets bear traps. Uh, he sets bear traps. Well, does he? He stood in the bear trap. Mm. We don't know that he set it. Um, he also, yeah, lights the matches and drops them. I don't know how she doesn't just laugh at him. I feel like <laughs> if I, if there was a guy, a big tall guy with black hair, who was like, everywhere I looked, he was like leaning on something. And then he was striking the matches and dropping them. I would just be like, mate... Have a day Fucking... off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a day off. Just go and watch, go and watch Love Island. Yeah, yeah you'll love it. Just go and chill. Have a mojito. It must be exhausting to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know why she doesn't just laugh at him. And also she kisses him. What? Okay. 
Then we've got Denzel, friends owned. Um, oh yeah, and he wears a hat. I just feel like these days, can you trust a man in a hat? I, I mean, don't know. I don't think so. They're covering something up. Probably a bob spot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure about hats. He's just such a weirdo. Oh no, I don't think he's. He's no, I don't think he's creepy enough. You don't think he's creepy enough? How could he be creepier? Not to be a murderer in a weird you're gonna have to get a restraining order way absolutely but right right not in a he's setting a room on fire around mm. her it's just not yeah nah, it's not, it's not me. tawny she's so stupid that it can't be genuine yeah true nobody is that ditzy plus she's in love with kate well yeah yeah but and then love can make you murderous apparently that's true and kate's essentially fucked her and then gone off with somebody else well maybe she is the murderer then maybe she is or Rowena, who is dead, maybe, but it could be her. And um, who has actually said um, this line, to look into my face is to see a glimpse of hell. <gasps> Which immediately makes me think of that 10 second bit of Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. Which was actually really scary. Oh, my God. I love Event Horizon. I love that 10 second bit, which is genuinely terrifying. To be fair, if you like Event Horizon and you're going into this book with the same mindset of, like, I just want completely batshit insane stuff that's, like, just on the border between scary and funny... Then you probably like it. you probably like it, because yeah. it's quite like that. But imagine saying that. To look into my face is to see a glimpse of hell. I mean, I've had bad self-conscious days. <laughs> I've got a pretty bad spot right now. But... <laughs> it's to see a glimpse of hell to look yeah. at your spot. No. What a weird-ass thing to say as well. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, hell. I, well, could oh. it be her? Could it be? Could it be? Um, who do you think? I mean, okay. you've read it, but who would you think if you didn't know? I would probably think Rowena. Okay. Well, it turns out it's Pierce dressed <gasps> as Rowena. Oh! So you were kind of right. Why is that? Um, I... It's not really explained, is it? Because he's been driven mad by her loss. Well, yes. So he, she was his girlfriend. Yeah. So Pierce has been in the employ of uh, the Drews for a long time. Yeah. And William uh, has just been a massive douchebag to everyone. And Rowena was their sister, mm-hmm. incredibly talented. I'm going to say it's a bit creepy that her and Gideon were so close during his yeah, lifetime. They, they all seem really obsessed with her. Mm. Yeah, she was just so perfect. Maybe that's so why they're obsessed with Kate now. Oh, because they just, they're just need someone needed else, someone yeah. to like point all their obsession at. I see. And they will just dye her hair black and make her wear all Rowena's clothes yeah. in their fantasy world. I think so. Um, so the way I understood it was that uh, Pierce was trying to kill William in a fire to oh, yeah. stop him being such a douchebag. But then... He didn't know that Rowena was locked in William's room. Oh, check. Just check. I mean, yeah. But before I set houses on fire, I check that everyone is where I want them to be. I mean, of course. All locked in their appropriate rooms. Yeah, to burn to death. That's usually what I do. Um, And then Pierce is, like, racked with guilt that he killed Rowena. So he has taken on her identity? And trapped himself in a bear trap. Which I, yeah, that really made me laugh out loud when I heard that realisation. He caught himself in a bear trap. I mean, okay, fine. (laughs) Fine, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, they win because Gideon tricks Pierce as Rowena by bringing in Tawny dressed as Rowena. 
Which confuses him, I guess. Because he's like, but I'm Rowena. But I'm Rowena. But now Rowena's there. And I loved her so much that I can't tell that this person who looks nothing like her definitely isn't her. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, Also, it turns out that Rowena killed Miriam. Like, real Rowena, before she died, killed Miriam, as I understand it. And Pierce, as Rowena, killed William. I thought Pierce as Rowena also killed Miriam. Because... Yeah, that's true. She no because gotten... no because Rowena only died a year ago. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So Rowena was a killer. Why is Rowena killing people? Because know. she's jealous of the attention that Gideon is giving. But why yeah, does Pierce want the attention that Gideon is giving to a girl? We're trying to find logic in this. Yeah, true. And there ain't none. He caught himself in a bear trap. That's so funny. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Oh my god. So the usual stuff that we... Oh no, we need to go over the end. So, oh my god, the fucking end. So then we have the little kind of epilogue thing where Denzel basically gets a go at Kate because he, quote, earned it. And I'm not, I'm not, um, taking a leap with this. Literally. So they're all at the end. They're leaving the camp. And then... Denzel rushes in to see Kate. With a cavalier grin, Gideon stood aside and nodded, Please be my guest. You've certainly earned it. Buff! You fucking earned it! Buff! You've earned this woman. Buff! What the fuck? Oh, I mean, let's go, let's go quickly through our list of sexism. Oh, here. yeah, let's do it. Miss Bunston is just a sexist character. Crack caricature. Even her name, I mean... Bunston. Bunce because she bounces, of course. Yes. Um, the she whole might thing will be called like Miss Fat Pie. Yeah, <laughs> and of course she's a Miss. Much of better name. Yeah. I had a cooking teacher called Miss Pie. No, you true didn't. fact. Oh my god, that's amazing. She was quite slender. Um, romance. <laughs> <laughs> you would need. You would need to be. You would have. You to put wouldn't on... be able to allow yourself to put on any weight if you were called Miss Pie. Or you could lean in and well, really, could, really true. own it. Yeah, I would. I that sounds just like a much happier and be like, existence to me. If someone is like, "Are you seriously called Miss Pie?" You'd be like, "Yeah, what of it?" Well, I can legally only eat pie because that is my name. So fuck off. Um, all the whole thing about women being romance writers and <sighs> romance writing being a frivolous, stupid thing mm-hmm. to do. All of that is sexist. Um, Denzel Doyle refers to Kate as little lady <sighs> and kid, and I'm like, she's she's at most two years younger than you, mm-hmm. so that's very patronising. And you're working in the kitchen, and we've been told that you're not a very good writer, whereas mm. we've been told that she's a very good one, so maybe shut up. Uh, it's not your fault. just jealous of how talented she is. Oh, yes. Well, we're all jealous of Kate, oh. aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault that you're so beautiful. Um, looks are the only thing, aren't they? And she's of got them. And everyone else who is not that attractive is irrelevant. Yeah. Um, be your guest. Be my guest. You've certainly earned it. She's literally a prize. Yeah. She's literally a prize to be won. What is, what is that like? That's a line from a Disney film, isn't it? I am not a prize to be won. It's That's from Aladdin. It's from Aladdin, <laughs> yeah. Which came after this. Maybe yes. it's a direct response. I mean, I can only hope. Just incredibly sexist. Yeah. Mm. It is gross. And then she, does she kiss him? She does kiss yeah. him. Stop kissing everyone. They're all weirdos. I know. You can do better. You don't have to kiss people. You're so beautiful. That's that you not can... how you show people that you appreciate them. Yeah. Why? And then she leaves with Miss Bunston, but with the implication that she's going to have an ongoing relationship with Gideon. Yeah. Who, let me reiterate, was her tutor. Yes. And also, Kirsty Logan, what happened to William Drew? Who killed him? 
Um, Peace did, as Rowena. So who, what's the bleeding bag? Um, who was that? Oh, I don't know. Nobody cares. Who's does the hand? Who put the, why would somebody put all the blood in the bathroom? There's another corpse here. And and, and whatever was killed to get all the blood in the bathroom. <laughs> there are, what? I don't know. What, what is so many plot holes. Why are they taking, taking, like, teenagers to this murderous place where I things happen? Know. Where are the checks? Where is the legislatory body that's allowing this to occur? Has anyone had a background check? No one has gone through Disclosure Scotland they have not. for a start. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Just to reassure you, I have gone through Disclosure Scotland. I think I also have. Well, and I was not a murderer. We are safe Were with you? one another then. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. Oh, but, but they just. But now everybody it. knows, so it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, also, just in case Denzel had not creeped you out enough. Here is his hilarious parting words to Kate. So she's on the bus leaving and he's chasing her and says, I'll find you. I'll track you down. You can run all you want, but I'll be right on your trail. I mean, ha ha ha. Literally going to stalk me. He's basically uh, saying he's going to stalk her. Because he's earned her. Exactly. Where's his prize? That's not fair. You can't take the prize away. He isn't a men's rights activist. Yeah. Oh, God, he... Oh, this... He wasn't. And then this story made him so. This is a story about how a man becomes a psychopathic (laughs) men's rights activist. Brilliant. Because he's not been given the woman that he's earned. Who is so beautiful that men cannot be expected to control their behaviour around her. But also... she's so beautiful. Choose one word to describe Kate's personality. Do we know anything about her personality? Yeah. Passive? She's got auburn hair. Naked sometimes is yeah, the best we there's, can do. There's, there's not, you can't describe any aspect of her personality. Nice. guess she's kind of naive. Is I'd she say. nice? What does she do that's nice? She doesn't do anything for anyone. She's just sort of living beige. She just exists. Again. Living beige. She exists. That's all she does. But she does it beautifully. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so we don't really have any of the usual... Point horror stuff like stupid names, American things, nineties things, fashion. Uh, excuse me, Denzel Doyle. Oh well, okay. Gideon Drew. Gideon Drew. Tony. Okay, we do have stupid names. But that's not true. We do have stupid <laughs> names. But like the other stuff, this story could happen anytime. Anytime. Mm. It could be the sixties. It could be now. I mean, it could never happen. But if it didn't happen, yeah. it could happen anytime. And it would be offensive whenever it happened. Yes. Oh fucking hell. Okay, so here is our point horror top trumps. Are too stupid to live heroin? Mm, yes, but there's a bigger idiot in the story, and that's Tawny. Yeah, that's Is she true. the heroine, though? Because she does save the day. That's true. Mm, so yes, hard yes. Yes. Also, I just don't understand why everybody fancies her. Also, do you know what Gideon says? This is a fucking quote. I wrote this down. Gideon says, he hasn't cared about anyone like this in years. He literally met her the previous day. Yeah. That is tragic that he cares about nobody in his life as much as a woman that he met not even a woman a girl that I met yesterday yeah 24 hours before and they've exchanged about five sentences oh. basically he thinks she's hot that's it and he's scared of her, her. <laughs> because she's so talented it, and beautiful that's just so sad it is isn't it you need to get out more Gideon Drew yeah. get on Tinder just nice people out there yeah just go to the shop and yeah. say hello to anyone yeah probably meet a better person yeah or at least someone who has one word that their personality can be described by. Dave Even Munston. I know! She sounds like a lot more fun. She does. I mean, anyway. I like a curvy leader myself, so 
I probably would go for her. Okay, so sexy sociopath. I mean, I think he's supposed to be sexy. Pierce or Gideon? Both. They're kind of both meant to be sexy sociopaths, I think. I think Pierce is the sexy sociopath and Gideon needs to be taken away from his position of responsibility yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. He is he is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yes. He really is. Um, death toll. Uh, well, we've got William. Yep. Rowena. And Miriam. Miriam. And uh, whatever animal is slaughtered in her room. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which nobody seems to care about. No. And whatever bag of meat the cat eats. God, maybe... Did they kill the cat? Was it the cat? I don't think so. Because I don't think we hear about the cat afterwards. That's true. But oh, I just feel no. like there wouldn't Pet. be that much blood in a cat, would there? <laughs> this is just making me think about the episode of Black Adder when they, they use cat vomit as sort of creme anglaise or something. <laughs> and he says, oh, I just didn't think you could get so much custard out of such a small cat. Uh... How much of any fluid is in a cat? Well, don't know. That is probably a website. Don't want to find out, actually. No, I feel like our Google search histories are bad enough already. Oh, Let's yeah. Not Google oh, no. no. This no, week's no. been particularly bad for that. Yeah. Okay, so th- three plus the death toll. Yeah. Um, is it good? Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. What, what are you going to give it for goodness? A two. Two out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, is it good bad? Yes, I'd give it a four for good bad. Yeah, because it's weird bonkers. and really obviously influenced by Wuthering Heights. Oh, do you think? But like really badly. Oh yeah, the kind yeah. of weird sibling thing. Mm, he's a bit like Heathcliffy, isn't he? Yeah, like, badly, but you can see it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it doesn't ever allow you to get bored mm. because it just throws endless plot at you. It's, Endless weird plot. It's a it's an enjoyable book to be really annoyed about. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like quite a hate read. It's more like a roll your eyes at how it's weird it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I quite enjoyed it. What are you gonna? Oh, you four. I agree. Yeah, I agree with four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we'll be covering the girlfriend by everyone's favorite R.L. Stein. <laughs> And I'm very excited about it. I can't. Wait. I remember having this one. Yeah. It's oh, a do teenager. you? Yeah, for sure. I don't think I did. See, I remember having Teacher's Pet, and I remember really liking it. But I think it's because I wanted to be a writer, so ah. I thought it was very kind of cool and exotic. See, I had the girlfriend, the boyfriend, and I think the babysitter in one of those three collections. <gasps> I do remember that. Mm. Yeah, Maybe yeah. it wasn't a babysitter. Maybe it was another one. Yeah. No, but I anyway, remember that because there's also the dead girlfriend. Oh, mm, maybe it was that one. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, very excited about The Girlfriend. We're going to be doing The Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And where can people find us? Uh, they can find us on iTunes, on their podcasts. They can find us on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can find us on any podcast app like Stitcher and Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like this. And if you would like to do us an incredible favour and leave us a review, we would absolutely love it. And spread our message of general terrible 90s teen horror (laughs) amongst all of your friends. If you know anyone who you think would enjoy a loving dissection of point horror, then please do tell them. And uh, we are building up a really nice little community on social media already. Um, So you can find us on Twitter at teenagescream underscore. And you can find us on Instagram at 
Teenage Scream Pod. And you can request any books that we do in the future or let us know what you think about the books. I've got a poll going already for future books. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.